Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Last week was Pentecost Sunday, and we started a new series Focusing in on the Holy Spirit, you know, in Acts 2 at Pentecost, where the promised Holy Spirit came and made residence in God's people. It's like God flipped the switch on humanity, on his people. And and from that moment in history, the world was never the same. I believe one of the strongest evidences for the resurrection of Jesus was the rapid spread of the gospel after Pentecost. It's like these Christ believers were so bold and in laying down their lives and facing persecution and uh, for what they had witnessed and encountered. And the spread of the gospel was like wildfire all over the earth. Uh, and, and it continues to this day. And last week, we, we laid an essential foundation for the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And our main focus was that Pentecost was about God being in us and God working through us. Uh, the basic pattern of the Christian life is quite simple. God makes his appeal to you. Okay. Now, I don't know how God made his appeal to you. I know for me, it was in high school scripture. A scripture teacher shared the gospel with me. Okay, that was how God made his appeal to me. Uh, it might be a, a different story for you. And how we did we respond to that? Well, for me, I said, yes, Lord, I need you. Uh, I accept you into my life, Jesus. And then I hope you did the same. And guess what happens? You are born again. You become a Christian. You're a new creation. And then what's next? Well, this is the crazy thing. So God makes his appeal to you. And then God begins to make his appeal through you, through you to your family, to your neighbors, to your community, to your workplace, to your enemies even. The Holy Spirit comes to us so that he can do a work through us. Because God's desire is that all men would hear the gospel. That's his desire. That's the end goal. Amen. So Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. This is the why of the Holy Spirit, to do a work in you so that he can do a work with you and through you. God has use for you. Now, I, you might feel useless. You might feel like you're not uh, anything special or gifted or talented. Well, that is not God's view of you. That is not scripture's view of you. He has use for you for his kingdom purposes. Amen. So the question becomes, what has God imparted into you to make use of you? Uh, what has he put in you through the impartation of the Holy Spirit? When we become a Christian and we are then subsequently filled with the, and baptized with the Holy Spirit, he gives each of us spiritual gifts. It says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Notice it says he has given each of you. 
It doesn't say he may have given some of you. No, it says he has given each of you spiritual gifts. So the truth of the matter is God gives all of us gifts as believers. All of us. Not one is left out. Uh, And first and foremost, he gives us the gift of being able to live by the Holy Spirit, live by the Spirit. It says in Galatians 5.16, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So we are guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it is our role to surrender, to obey, and to listen to him. Amen. Uh, And the result of that is the Holy Spirit starts to produce fruit in our lives and the fruits of the Spirit. It says in Galatians 5.22, just a few verses after what we had just read, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against those things. Notice that none of these fruit have anything to do with position or ladder climbing. Uh, all of these fruits are character dispositions. They're, they're things that we are being and becoming. Uh, they aren't just things we are doing. Uh, the Holy Spirit helps us be loving, joyous, peaceful, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. That's amazing. Right. And I love that last one, too, that he (laughs) the fruit of the spirit is self-control, because uh, in in crazy Pentecostal circles, uh, we have this view that the Holy Spirit, you know, is causing us to lose control. Like, you know, you fall over, you start dancing around and, you know, like you you go crazy. Right. Well, um, self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We even pray things like Holy Spirit, take control, take control. Which is kind of funny because he's probably replying and saying, well, a fruit of the Holy Spirit is that you would have self-control by the Holy Spirit. Um, Just something for you to think on anyway. Uh, It just goes to show that we need a Bible basis, scriptural basis for what we know of the Holy Spirit and not just hype or churchisms. Okay, And that's the same with every area of our Christian life and our life in general. Uh, But in the fruits of the Spirit, we see a baseline of a life that is spirit guided and spirit-filled. But on top of that, the Holy Spirit imparts gifts. There is fruit and there is gifts. So what do we mean by spiritual gifts? Glad you asked. Uh, simply put, the Holy Spirit, uh, he, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are Holy Spirit-enabled effectiveness in a God-given area. They're Spirit-enabled effectiveness in a God-given area area. Romans 12 verse 6 says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. In the NIV, it says it this way, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Um, I love that. According to the grace given to each of us, because uh, I believe every believer who is spirit-filled has a grace zone, a God-given grace zone, where they see great effectiveness, God-given effectiveness. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, effectiveness is not always easy. Uh, we just love the idea of the Holy Spirit giving us a gift of that 
you know, he, he gives me a spiritual gift so that it's just easy for me um, because we don't want to do it. We're lazy. We don't want to do any work. No, there definitely is uh, work still to be done. Absolutely. Uh, even the Apostle Paul says, I work harder than all of you uh, for the sake of the gospel. Absolutely. We're not here to be lazy. The spiritual gifts aren't a, a whole pass for for effort and 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 study and, and working in the things of God, but there definitely is a God-given ability to just excel in certain things uh, when you are gifted by the Holy Spirit. So what are the spiritual gifts? Well, there's a number of lists of spiritual gifts that you can find, but I like to stick to the ones that you see in, in the New Testament, uh, particularly in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10, uh, Romans 12, verse 4 to 8, and Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to 13. Um, And when we put all of those together, you end up with a list that looks something like this. It's uh, gifts like wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning spirits, tongues, interpreting tongues, administration, helping, apostle, pastor, teacher, and others that uh, might not be mentioned here, but uh, that's a bit of a a list. Now, remember... uh, Spiritual gifts are God-given effectiveness, okay? Spirit-enabled effectiveness. And uh, like, for example, we all have faith. Uh, we, we have faith in the name of Jesus. We're justified by faith. Um, but some excel in faith and they take great God-empowered steps of faith. Well, that is the gift of faith, Okay outworking in someone's life. And when it comes to spiritual gifts, it's up to us as believers to do three things. One is discover what gifts we have. Number two, develop those gifts. And number three, deploy those gifts. Okay. Now, uh, let me just say up, up front, when we say the word spiritual gifts, we, we start to think it's like the force or something in Star Wars. Like I have a spiritual gift, Whoa, you know, um, but often they are very practical in their outworking, okay? And they sometimes can seem ordinary, but don't call ordinary what God has gifted you in. Um, in church life, we can often elevate certain spiritual gifts, the ones that are on the platform, ones that, that wow people. And that's not right. That grieves the Holy Spirit that we do that. No, there, there are, like you take a gift like helping others or administration. These are amazing God-given gifts where many people excel and have God-given effectiveness in those areas, but we don't put a spotlight on them, okay? Uh, so don't call ordinary what God has gifted you in, amen? Uh, and when we have, um, when we try to discover areas that God has gifted us in, um, we need to be open-minded as well and not just um, look down upon certain gifts. It's like, oh, my gift wouldn't be helping others. No way. I'm called to the platform. Like, Come on, man. Like we need to be have a heart that is open to what God would want to do through us. Okay? So number one, discovering your spiritual gifts. Let's go on this journey together. Now, there are a few ways that you can discover your spiritual gifts. Um, you could take a spiritual gift survey. Uh, which is a bit old school, but you know, it's like basically a survey you do and it scores you in certain gifting areas. And I can provide you with one of them if you, if you want. I have uh, like a PDF one I could send you, you print it out. 
It's like, it'll ask you like over a hundred questions. It might take a few minutes, but it will help bring some clarity to help you discover some gifts. So, but here are some helpful questions to ask when wanting to discover your spiritual gift. Um, ask this, where do I sense the joy of Christ? Where do I sense joy? Because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's a great evidence when you find joy in something, okay, like you find joy in helping others, well, maybe that is a great evidence of a spiritual gift God has given you, a spirit-enabled effectiveness, okay? Um, where do I carry a passion? Uh, what, what do I carry a burden for? Um You know, sometimes people can can be very critical about a certain um, area of of life, and sometimes uh, criticism can just be passion going in the wrong direction. Okay, like what what it's like an immature um, outworking of something that maybe is a is a burden in you of something that you need to discover. Maybe God is putting a passion in you for something. Okay, uh, so what do, what do I carry a passion for? Where have others seen? effectiveness in me. Um, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm gifted in this. I have the gift of this or that. Um, but often we have no idea what if we really are and we need confirmation and feedback from those around us. Now, this is a great reason, and you're going to hear me say this a lot today, but the spiritual gifts, they primarily function in the context of church. Okay, and then they outwork to the world, obviously, and then you know, but they're there to build up the church, the body of Christ, um, and to build up your family. Your family is part of the church, absolutely, right? So don't separate, you know, what happens in a church temple or a building with what's happening around the dinner table. No, no, we're talking about the church. You are part of the body of Christ. And so, one of the great reasons to be planted in a church is people can give you feedback and see what you are effective in. You can get opportunities to use you and discover your spiritual gifts. Another question is, um, what has been prophesied over you? What has the Holy Spirit spoken to you about? Where do I sense a God motivation to do something? Um, I, I keep bringing up helping others because it's just a really practical um, uh, gifting, but Helping others, you know, some people have a real God motivation to help others. Uh, and that is amazing, right? And and that is awesome. And that is it's just amazing how some people, it's like they have ceaseless energy to help others. Uh, that can be a great evidence of a spiritual gift in someone's life, okay? So those are some questions you can ask about discovering your gifts. And the big point here is, as I mentioned before, is that the gifts are for the betterment of others, not just yourself. So you won't find your spiritual gifts being an independent loner. Okay? Um, we, if you're just out on your own, uh, never interweaved in the community of Christ, uh, you probably will, will have a, a hard time discovering what God has gifted you in because what you'll be doing is basically um, stifling what the Holy Spirit wants to do through you because there'll be no opportunity to do it because you're all alone and by yourself and independent, okay? Another great reason to be in the body of Christ. So 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 10, we read this earlier. I want to read it again. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve others. Not just to look good 
<laughs> not just to have a sweet Instagram. No, use them well to serve others, okay? Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to what? Is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Remember, the Holy Spirit is God in us to work through us. Amen. So as you're planted in our church, uh, if everyone church is your home church, I, I hope that you have every opportunity to discover what God has gifted you in. Uh, and Maria and I are here to help serve you in any way to help you discover those gifts. So number one, discovering your spiritual gifts. Number two, developing your spiritual gifts. Jesus said in Mark chapter four, verse 26, uh, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. And he goes on to say that this seed sprouts and grows and produces a harvest. Um, now, I'm using this, uh, this parable as an application that, you know, God gives us things in seed form. This is like how the kingdom works, a seed of faith, a deposit of a gifting in your life. You know, in Matthew 25, Jesus shares a parable of a man, a master who's going away, and he, he gives his servants certain amounts of money. It says in verse 15, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. And the story goes on to explain how some servants uh, didn't do anything with what their master had given them. And I love that little point. They're dividing it in proportion to their abilities. God isn't going to give you some massive gifting that just implodes you, okay? No, there is a grace zone for you, amen? And and when this master returns, uh, he gets annoyed at those who didn't develop what he had invested in them. Now, the principle here is that this isn't about necessarily about money. It's that God gives you life. He gives you giftings, talents, and he expects you to do something with it, um, to grow, to develop. God wants a return on the investment that he has placed in you. Okay? Uh, and that's I believe it's the same with our spiritual gifts. What spiritual gifts has the Holy Spirit placed in you that are still in seed form, that are still there undeveloped, or maybe it's just a little blade of grass sticking out, that we haven't allowed God to, uh, to develop our spiritual gifts, okay? And often things are never developed because we aren't planted in the body of Christ. I'm going to keep coming back to this because uh, this is a, a primary area that God uses to develop our spiritual gifts is in church, uh, in the body, okay? Some tips on how to develop your gift through teaching and instruction in scripture. This is how we avoid moving into error, okay? We must learn from scripture, uh, from good teaching, okay? Um, from prayer and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. In other words, prayer and obedience, learning uh, to listen to his promptings, learning to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, um, another way we can develop our giftings is by being in proximity to other gifted people and having mentors and in discipleship, this journey of discipleship, being around people who have developed gifts or maturity and watching them and learning from them. 
Uh, and sometimes we can even learn what not to do. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, I think, and this is one of the most important, is having an, a hunger and a faith, a, a hunger to do something for God. Spiritual gifts are developed by faith uh, and hunger for God. Are you hungry for God to make use of you? I know for me, when I was a teenager, uh, I just wanted to live for God. I I I wanted to know more of him. And to be honest, I wanted to contribute to the body of Christ. And anything that I was relatively okay at, I my hand was up to say, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll help with that. I'll contribute with that. Whether it was worship team or um, running groups or speaking or um, uh, teaching high school scripture. And it's amazing looking back a little bit now on how just putting my hand up was a great development strategy for my spiritual gifts. And many of the gifts I'm using today are gifts that were developed by just putting my hand up and, and having a go and contributing to the body of Christ. That That's um, an amazing, safe place to have a go and develop your spiritual gifts. So discover, develop, and lastly, deploying your spiritual gifts. Now, we've read this twice already. But I really uh, want to read the following verse in 1 Peter 4.10. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have a gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have a gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. So we always need to remember that these gifts that God has put in us are for equipping and helping others. And the end goal being that we would be sharing the gospel with those around us, that the church of Christ will be built up and equipped to share the gospel and the good news. And the the deployment of your spiritual gifts uh, in many ways, um, we don't really have a say in because it's it's God sovereignly opens doors and closes doors many times in our lives. And he often does that through the spiritual authority that we relate to. Now, this is um, kind of some big boy talk, some mature talk here, but it needs to be said. Um, you know, let let me just say, as your pastor, and Maria would say the same thing, I would be very cautious of someone who claims to have great gifting, but they have a pattern in their life of being, of not willing to be accountable to God-given structures of authority, um, like the church or pastors or elders or advisors. And uh, no one is obligated to put you on display because you believe you're gifted. Uh, and likewise, you are not obligated to come under someone who seems gifted, okay? Um, This is another great benefit, coming back to it again, of being planted in a local church, is, you know, Maria and I, we we were part of Imaginations Church for like two decades, and we just found great safety in being planted in that church, a great church, okay? And we weren't seeking opportunities necessarily behind our pastor's back or uh, because we believe that our pastors were God-given authority over that area of our life. Now, that isn't to say that our pastors controlled us or um, that everything they say is of God and pastors are human. Absolutely. But I will say any great pastor 
who knows you and loves you and has done life with you and, and has an understanding of your giftings uh, will release you and support you where they believe you're ready. Okay, and I think that's a key thing there, particularly for young people. Sometimes we're just not ready because what we want to avoid is we don't want our gifting to take us where our character can't keep us because often our gifts develop faster uh, than our maturity and our character. And that's why God has put oversight in your life, your parents, uh, your pastors, your your, your bosses at work even. Um, sometimes our attitude hasn't caught up with our aptitude, okay? In other words, our heart position may not be as healthy as our skill set. You know, the, um, there might be someone who's gifted at, in speaking, uh, public speaking and teaching, and they believe they have the gift of teaching, and they're mad that their pastors never put them on the preaching roster. But listen, um, maybe that could be because their heart attitude is they just want a microphone, okay? Um, that's... Just the truth of it. That's sometimes why God closes doors, because our heart attitude isn't right, okay? Uh, now, we are a new church plant. We still are a new church plant, coming up on one year old, okay? Which is early, early days. And if you are in a place in our church where you feel like you're being underutilized or forgotten, talk with us. Talk with Marie and I. We're, we're, we're here. We're ready. We're we're open, right? Um, make sure you have a heart that is willing to do unseen things, like we do many unseen things and not just platform ministry, but we are early on this journey and we're still getting to know people. Okay, There are people who have walked into our doors, felt a real God calling to be part of our church, and we have no idea what they're good at and what they're not good at. So we want to uh, help equip our church. We want to help people to find their place of where they can contribute in the body of Christ. Uh, but remember, just like it said in 1 Peter, uh, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Okay, this is the end goal. You know, being noticed is not an issue for those who just want to bring glory to God. Okay, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just not, not an issue for people whose lives are surrendered to just wanting to please God. Okay, so discover, develop, and deploy your gifts. Now, this is just the beginning of a conversation starter. Okay, and we might talk about this in connect groups uh, in future. This idea of discovering, developing, and deploying your spiritual gifts. But I hope that this is a uh, challenged you and and stirred up the soil in you. Maybe throughout COVID and, and, and because the truth is every person in our church is a new person in our church. People who have come from other churches, people who have been out of church for a while. And you know what can sometimes happen is we allow God's um, impartation of a gifting to, to be left dormant. But let me encourage you today. God is not done with you. If he has imparted something into you, it's not so that it would die in you. No, it's so that it would grow in you. And I just speak in Jesus' name. I might even be prophesying over you today that there might be dormant seed in you of spiritual giftings that you have left underground because of discouragement, because of circumstances like a pandemic. And you have just allowed that gifting that God has given you to not sprout up and grow. Well, I say today in Jesus' name, it's time. Come on. Let's, it's time for everyone church to be filled with people who are allowing their spiritual gifts through the Holy Spirit to equip each other, to build each other up. Come on. We're believing that 
that our church is about to shift gears into a into a season of people stepping up and and knowing that hey this is where God has planted me and this is the community that God wants me to reach and I have a part to contribute in it maybe that contribution is could be anything it could be um, helping with community stuff it could be helping with how we run our services uh, but all out of a God given effectiveness. Amen. That's what we're believing, that people would find God-given effective areas in their life. Okay. Can I pray for you today? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every person that is part of everyone church and people who are even visiting today. And Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, help us to not just allow what you have imparted in us to stay dormant for all sorts of reasons, but you would, Lord, fill us with boldness again, Lord, that you would Open up doors again in Jesus' name, that you would help us rise up. Help that that what you have planted in us, help it develop, Lord. Help it be deployed. Help it equip others around us, Lord. And in the end, we want to please you with our lives. We want to see the body of Christ flourish. We want to see those around us be built up for the sake of sharing the gospel with our community. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope that the word today encouraged you, uh, stretched you. I know it's a lot of content. You might want to listen to the podcast later or we will re-watch later. You're probably sick of looking at my face, but that's what the podcast is for. You don't have to look at me. <laughs> but hey, I hope that church encouraged you today and uh, we'll see you next week and we'll see you in the coming weeks because soon we'll be in fortnightly in-person services. We've got Women's Connect Group coming up soon. So stay in touch on our website and we would love to continue this journey with you. We'll see you soon.